And welcome to No Filler, the music podcast dedicated to sharing the often overlooked hidden gems that fill the space between the singles on our favorite records. My name is Travis. Got my brother Quentin with me today, as always. And uh, as promised, you, we're going to start our Doom Shoegaze, Doom Gaze journey with some Doom metal some doom metal i'm gonna need a refresher course my friend on like the subtleties of the metal landscape there's a bajillion subgenres, dude so it's you can't keep up with all of them doom's pretty popular right yeah definitely um having its moment um in metal over the past decade for sure and uh there's a lot of crossover cue between doom metal and stoner metal stoner rock like they share a lot of the same characteristics they're like you know on the same branch of the metal tree right i would say so anyway this band that we're talking about today is called sleep and they are considered by many to be like the granddaddy of stoner metal uh stoner rock but like i said there's a lot of crossover between doom and stoner metal so they get that label too and i would say a lot of it comes from their homage to Sabbath and that, you know, a lot of people point to um, Master of Reality, the album by Sabbath as like the origin of the doom metal sound. Like the blueprint for it. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, I got to ask you just real quick before we get started here. What makes it doom metal? Like, so basically what it comes down to, it's like slower tempos is kind of the main thing. Okay. Like slower tempos. um, it's got kind of a blues base to it sometimes, like blues. Okay, so that's very Sabbath. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I think the, um, well, especially with Stoner, but like with Doom too, a lot of the lyrics are like kind of uh, gloomy and, you know, like about such topics as like suffering, <laughs> fear, grief, dread. Very apocalyptic. But, you know, with at least the case of of, of Sleep and a lot of other stoner metal bands and stuff like that they sing about like fantastical fucking voyages and stuff like that you know what i mean like um very uh i always think of like lord of the Rings style like epics and stuff like that cool which sounds sounds silly but you, you'll see what i mean uh when we dive into some of the lyrics here so yeah I'm, I'm coming in blind here dude i don't know anything about this band I feel like I feel like you've explained doom metal to me before. Yeah, and I definitely I'm a fan of it. I, I like the more drawn out like the we're talking about like the ten plus minute songs, right? Yeah, sometimes it can be definitely yeah. But yeah, we we've done an episode on Sabbath, and I talked about it then. 
we did an episode on a band called Kimis, uh, and they have a lot of different. They're they're not strictly doom at all, they, but but they incorporate elements of doom into their sound. Um, so, what do you like about Sleep? And like, how long have they been in the game? Uh, they they formed in either the late '80s or the early '90s. Uh, let me find out the exact number. Yeah, you know what? If you Google Sleep, you're not going to find the band. You have to actually <laughs> tell Google that you're looking for. And <laughs> look at that Sleep band. There's pictures of like heart rate sleep bands and shit. <laughs> okay, um, they formed in 1990. So, um, interesting thing about this record in particular, um, it's not their first record. It was actually on a separate record label than um, what this record came out on. It's called Volume One, came out in 91. But with this record, Sleep's Holy Mountain, it was actually a demo tape that they sent to Earache Records. And um, Earache signed them immediately and just released the record off the demo tapes. Um, oh, that's cool. So it's got a it's got a garage like like the the quality of the audio has kind of that you know DIY kind of garage quality sound, which I think adds to the adds to the vibe, you know. But um, didn't the same thing happen with Spoon? Sorry, Tyler, if I'm totally off here, but like uh, on one of their first records. Yeah, wasn't it either Soft Effects? I don't know. That or... does sound like a story we've told before of like a, another band. Yeah, where like the yeah the the record label just ends up running with the demo that they gave them. Yeah, maybe. But either way, um, so let me read the roster real quick. It's a three piece, which I think is really cool. For some reason, three piece bands are are, are always awesome. Um, anyway, Chris Hakius on drums, Matt Pike on guitar. And Al Cisneros on bass and vocals. All right. So one thing I wanted to do here, Q, is play some Sabbath before we play Sleep so that you can really hear kind of the, you know, compare the two. Um, And, you know, I appreciate the thought, Trev, because I'm a newbie here. I'm still a metal noob. I like doing it because, you know, this is how you sort of connect the dots, right? Yeah. Okay. So... Here we go. I'm going to play a record and I'm, I'm going to play a track off of this record in particular because it is rumored. Apparently there's no like evidence of this quote from Tony Iommi, who's the guitar player of Sabbath, but apparently he is uh, claims to, uh, there is, I don't know how to say it, but uh, it is as the story goes kind of thing. He once said that sleeps holy mountain was the album which best encompassed the feel and spirit of Black Sabbath's Volume 4. So what greater compliment do you need, right? If he, in fact, said that. So here we go. We're going to play Cornucopia. Came out in 1972 off Black Sabbath's record, Volume 4. Too much near the truth they say 
Okay, so um, everything about the the instrumentation is kind of the focus. Um, they don't really sing like like uh, like Ozzy. I mean, nobody sings like Ozzy, right? So anyway, that was Cornucopia by Sabbath. Came out in 1972. What's cool about that is that this record, Holy Mountain by Sleep, came out exactly 20 years later. So as uh, one review that I read about this record put it, perfectly they said that this record is a bridge connecting the past and the future of metal music mm. so that's looking back at the record like i was saying you know doom doom metal has seen a huge resurgence in the last decade and just to make sure i'm on the same page a lot of people credit sabbath as being one of the first doom metal bands yeah they're the yeah they're, they are considered like the origin of doom metal was the record master of reality um, specifically, and I, and I played this, our very first episode on Alice in Chains, this was our closing song. Um, it's called Into the Void. Oh, that's right. Anyway, um, so yeah, that's what's big about this record is it's 92, right? So the, this doom metal um, resurgence hadn't happened yet, but they're bringing in Sabbath from 20 years ago, doing their own thing, and then the future of metal being what was going to happen, you know, the last decade um, yeah. of doom sort of having a resurgence. Anyway, let's get into some tunes here. So we're going to play the very first track and it is called Dragonaut. <laughs> Thank you. 
This is my kind of metal, man. Metal, there's something for everyone in metal, okay? Yeah. You know what, dude? I was getting some corn vibes. <laughs> Shut the hell up. <laughs> uh, I know you're fucking around. But that's what you said at the beginning of, um, what was it? What was uh, it? Ghost? Ghost, yeah. And I yeah. had to... I had to politely. It was the baseline. Yeah. I don't know about polite, dude. I don't remember no politeness about it. Um, but hey, I deserved it. I honestly, I deserved yeah. it. I wasn't an asshole about it. Um, no, but I think it was I, yeah. a swift. It was a swift, uh, but, but I, stern. Yeah, it was. What the hell? It was. A, it was a quick. Um, it was a quick shutdown on on that idea. But anyway, so can I? So let me. Something I've noticed. Yeah, go ahead. With these kind of metal bands yeah and i heard it in that sabbath track that you played these kinds of metal bands i'm talking about the godfathers of of, offensive of of metal listen dude i'm I'm treading water here man okay sorry it seems to me like the i don't know it feels like the drum beat kind of drags on through it it's almost like they're sludging through like muddy water well dude it's funny because sludge metal is also a thing (laughs) And you say the word sludge, and you know, sludgy is 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 a word that is used to describe doom. Uh, okay. The char- the, cool. the slow tempo, like you're saying. Um, but what I like about this song in particular, you heard like three different parts, right? Um, mm-hmm. I just love how um, on this record, definitely, like they just let each part like a good riff just gets a lot of breathing room. You know what I mean? Like it just well, and that's goes all kinda- crammed into a. a, a- a song that's under six minutes long, so that's cool as well. Yeah, that's right. But then they had that intro, which was kind of a bluesy kind of riff, very bluesy, and then it just abruptly uh, switches to this like chugging metal uh, guitar riff that leads into the vocals. And as I was saying earlier, like with the vocal themes and stuff, like I mean, if you if you read these lyrics, ride the dragon toward the crimson eye, flap the wings under Mars red sky. The reptile pushes itself out into space, leaving behind the human race. So there's nothing depressing about that or like, you know, it's not about some of the themes that uh, doom metal typically deals with. But this is also stoner rock. So um, it's dealing with like, I could, you know, I've never, I've never gone on a, a crazy trip before Q, but <laughs> well, Travis, I'm telling you, there's no, there's no dragons. You're not flying around on Mars. When, I mean, I guess depending on the drug, maybe. Yeah, but maybe. But anyway, um. So what makes stoner rock or stoner metal stoner metal? What's the difference between doom and stoner? Singing about weed and shit. Really? I mean, not are you really. serious? Yeah. Well, maybe. Really though? Yeah. Stoner metal is about uh, the the lyrics have to be about weed. Yeah, sometimes. Not. It doesn't have to be. But I mean, like, you know, it's kind of what it's about. Cannibal influence, Q. You um, said cannibal. <laughs> cannabis is, is what that I what you say. think about weed smokers? No, I'm, or I meant to say cannabis. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the the word uh, stoner appears in a couple of songs um, on this record. So the funny thing is about the origin of the term stoner rock, stoner metal. It's up for debate or whatever. But I was reading an article where. This guy was talking about uh, a lot of people point to this compilation record that this company, this record label called Roadrunner Records put out in 97 called Burn One Up, Music for Stoners. 
A lot of people point to that record and say, hey, there it is. That's the origin of it. But okay, the point, well, the point he's trying to make is that Sleep was already doing it, you know, right. five years earlier with references to, like, there's a lyric. Uh, actually, we'll get to it later because we're going to play that song. Yeah, so I I was under the impression that stoner metal was a totally different sound, like style of metal. It does have some different characteristics to it, but it's a lot like it's like I said, it's I think stoner stoner metal like stems off of you know like desert rock and yeah and but they're all I'm telling you they're all like on the same you know if it's like the freaking the uh the the species tree or whatever in nature sure. Like right, right. some animals are right next to each other, right? Like yep. all of these genres are on the same freaking branch, right? So anyway. Yeah. But so, but those lyrics that you were reading, to me, I immediately thought of um, like that particular style of, um, there's a lot of album art from the 70s. You know, the the guy that did all the Yes album art. Right. All those kind of like fantastical, yeah, like yeah. you said, like yeah. sci-fi looking art. Right. Exactly. Immediately comes to mind. Yeah. Exactly. Um, One thing I wanted to point out. They tend to focus on – they like to combine the word astronaut with another word. Uh, like the, the name of the song was called Dragonaut. They had a song in 2018 called Marijuanaat or Marijuanaat's Theme is what it was called. Um, and then I wanted to also point out that it's like the the influence of Sabbath is so – apparent that like even you know they they named their first record volume one like i was saying right right and sabbath named their fourth you know they also have a volume two that came out you know sabbath had a volume four record they even did you can actually if you get the if you pick up the reissue of sleep's holy mountain they did a cover of sabbath's uh song snowblind which was on that volume four record Anyway, and if you paid attention to the bass, the way the bass sounded, it sounds exactly like uh, Geezer Butler. I thought the drum, the drumming's very similar as well. Yeah, it's all sure. It's it sounds so much like uh, early Sabbath and, and and whatnot that um, it's hard to it's hard not to hear it if you if you're a fan of, of early Sabbath stuff. Anyway, speaking of which, this next track uh, has a super Sabbath. Uh, part to it that's actually it'll be our second clip because there's two two parts there so we'll split this up into two two clips um so yeah we're going to move to the very next track on the record this song is called the druid
I know you love it. It's good shit, dude. After hearing that, I would love to hear them cover Beastie Boys Fight for Your Rights. Because <laughs> of the way they were singing. Yelling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that's what's interesting. Like, the vocals have kind of a almost a punk punk sound to them. Um, or Beastie Boys, I guess, if you're if you're thinking about that one song, I guess. But yeah, um, there is that perfect like doom riff that happened. It was it was kind of after the verse. Can you point to you it? Dude? Play it? Yeah, dude. I want to hear the perfect okay. doom riff. This is like quintessential classic doom riff. Just listen to the way the guitar. It's just that note is held and kind of bent up slowly, mm. really slowly, right? So listen here. Okay. Right, right there got it and that I love it, you man. you can you can find that all over early sabbath stuff it's really cool yeah and then especially the way he was doing the bass in mm-hmm. in the background it sounded straight up like geezer and then i'm going to jump to uh, another part here and you know if you didn't know that this was sleep you might be like hey this is, this is a cool b-side from like a, a sabbath record if you're if you're sleeping while you're listening and you wake back up, yeah. If you close your eyes and squint, <laughs> it'd be like this is Sabbath. You can't tell me this isn't Sabbath. You know what I mean? If you fall asleep while listening to sleep, you might wake up and think you're listening to Sabbath. That's that's confusing to to follow that. <laughs> Let's take a quick break. Let's jump right back in here. So this is uh, the second clip from The Druid.
So that was on like a Sabbath rarities record. <laughs> yeah, but like Sabbath did, they would do solos like that quite a bit. Like they would go into like transitions and stuff, yeah. and Iomi would sort of transition into a solo uh, like that, like quite a bit. And so Sleep was were they kind of bringing this sound of metal back? Yeah, was it just I mean not that, happening for a while? Like no, the, like there's or there's, you know the, it's not like they were the first ones to. To, to bring to have, back the Sabbath metal, yeah, it was it was it never out. left. But they they did things with it that that made it a little bit more um, like ahead of its time and stuff. Gotcha, and like more a little bit more like contemporary and, and whatnot. So that's why like yeah. people people say that you know they were kind of the bridge between the the two and sort of you know bringing doom the doom sound the stoner sound. You could you could argue that they that they maybe started the the stoner sound, but um, you know it goes back. Like like I was saying, like there, I mean, obviously, Sabbath is the origin of the doom sound, right? But um, the doom metal sound. But like there are, you know, kind of like with emo music and stuff like that. There's like these these waves, these phases, you know. Well, was Sabbath not considered one of the the first metal bands? Yeah, they like how? Yes, they are. Okay, they are. But I'm saying they were the first to have that sludgier, slower tempoed metal sound that that really like leaned into like metal and blues right yeah see it's just just so much to learn dude i'm just like yep if sabbath is the first metal band then does not doesn't that just make doom metal just metal no because like you could say that zeppelin had some metal in there too yeah yeah and that was happening around the same exact same time right so anyway it's like you know if you want to talk about like the, the origin of metal you could even say sabbath and and Zeppelin are are the first like branch, the two branches, right? Yeah, I always put Zeppelin in 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 a metal like in that category. Yeah, it's just like heavy, the first heavy hard rock, right? Yeah, but that's the start of it, you know. So sure. Anyway, but yeah, I love I love the way that solo really fast the drum the tempo changes and everything, and then the way mm-hmm. they bring it back to the slow riff. At the end, perfect, dude. I love it when bands do that successfully, you know? Yeah. Man, it's just awesome. Anyway. All right. I got one more track for us, and this is the title track. And this one is eight minutes, so it'll probably be two clips again. But, um, but yeah, so here we go. This song is called Holy Mountain.
just heard right there q look onto the rays of the new stoner sun rising mm, there you go there it is stoner there it is that's the word um but yeah i get like, like look at the lyrics man i believe the signs of the reptile master sunbound space pod rising faster earth drenched in black under starless sky above Man on the mountain sets free the holy dove. I mean, it would help if I was stoned, Brennan. That guy's smoking some good weed. That's what I'm saying. Like, if he if he's riding that high, most of the lyrics are very like. He even talked about astral sand, like astral planes and stuff like that. Magic caravans, like it's very like you can almost smell the, the like the incense. You know what I mean? <laughs> and the black lights and stuff. But yeah, sure. um, what do you think of the? Uh, the song like the riffs i loved it I, that's one thing that i love about this record is uh just the the their rip like what's his name i gotta i gotta credit the guy again the guitar player matt pike the dude is like a riff machine you know and that's probably what makes this record maybe stand out from some of the other bands that were doing similar stuff in the early 90s I mean, you think about it, this is right when grunge hit you know what i mean yeah I was see. I was trying to think of that too, like the landscape of rock at the time. And I think we talked. This is why we played uh, Sabbath at the end of the Alice in Chains episode because you know Alice and Chains were like the the heavier side, the heavier grunge. grunge. Yeah, sure. They sort of pulled from not not at all like this band Sleep, but I mean they they pulled from the heavier side of like metal and stuff like that. But anyway, um, so and I know that I risk getting skewered by you once Dude, more you know, this is a safe place it's a safe place <laughs> okay Dude. well i was getting some um oh god some james hetfield vibes from those vocals Ooh, i don't know man where like what part in particular i don't remember james hetfield what uh era of james hetfield oh Dude, I don't know. <laughs> well, he has a very distinct like. There's a um, change that happens. The well, let's just put it this way: '90s or '80s? '80s. Okay. Um, That's the best I can do for you, brother. I don't, I, I don't hear it, but um, okay. They're not even in like the same like key or register or whatever. But it's okay. All right. Um, well, I was thinking more of of uh, I guess the vocal melodies maybe not so i'm not saying like he sounds like james hetfield i'm I'm trying dude i'm I'm trying to 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 make that connection but i can't i'm not hearing it i i want to i feel like i should apologize to mitchell as well i know he's listening he's probably screaming screaming into his phone right now yeah probably but like okay well let's just since you talked about metallica metallica is on the opposite end of the spectrum because they're a thrash metal band or at least they started Dude, I just, as a threat. I just know band. nothing. I know 
nothing. But Thrash, uh, the only it's the reason I'm saying opposite end of the spectrum is because Thrash is fast. That's Fa- okay. that's the whole yeah. thing. Sure. Doom is a little bit slower. So anyway, it's right, Q. You know what? You've just taken your first step into a larger world. And I think it sounds like you're enjoying this. So, but see, I'm just I'm gonna immediately take two steps back, dude, because it's just I just don't gravitate towards this stuff. Well, that's what I was gonna say. Like it, when I'm play it for you on this pod, I enjoy it. It's like, hey, I like listening to that. But then you never you never seek it out. I'm not seeking this out, brother. You have to be. I don't know. I, I guess you have to be in the right mindset, maybe, to to gravitate toward metal. Um, well, and you've been a, a metal fan, quote unquote. Yeah. For I'm not, over a decade, I'm man. not at all. Uh, I feel like I'm, and I don't want to call myself a metalhead because I'm not as dedicated as die-hard metal fans who that's all they listen to. You know, there's I mean? no need to put labels on it. Bro. But what I'm saying is, like, yes, metal is one of my go-to genres. Yeah, yeah. But there's a lot that I have no clue about either. So it may sound like I know what I'm talking about. But I barely scratch the surface on on metal yeah. as well, so it tells you just how how much there is to metal, you know. But anyway, um, I'm gonna shout out. Well, we got one more clip to play from this song, but uh, I want to shout out. I don't know if she's listening or not, but uh, I used to work with somebody named Hannah, and she introduced me to sleep. So I just want to nice. give her a shout out. She's she is a legit metal head, metal fan. Uh, She's earned that for sure. So anyway, um, she would go to metal shows all the time, get up in the freaking mosh pit and stuff. Anyway, she's awesome. So um, she's also married to a guy that's in a doom metal band. So nice. Like I said, she. And I, I, apologies if if doom is not one of the genres that they that they actually attribute to themselves, but I think it's a doom doom metal band because one of his biggest idols is um, Josh Ham Josh Homme of uh, of Queens of the Stone Age. Oh, you're talking about her, her, her husband. husband. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, okay. All right. Let's let's keep playing the song here. So, like I said, the song is almost nine minutes long. We only played about three minutes of it. I know that there's some other parts to this song, like some changes and stuff. So, let's find it. Let's let's find that change. I don't know where it happens. I'm just gonna push play.
That's great. When it dude, when it all cut out to the just the bass guitar, that was really cool, man. Super bluesy. Yeah, and that's um again, it's a nod to like early Sabbath. They did that in the first on the first record uh quite a bit. Um yeah, they would have these little transitions like that between songs. But yeah, that was a good way to 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 close out the episode as far as like that right there is like doom doom metal like right there doom yeah uh slow bluesy sludgy had like heavy guitar tones does a lot of doom uh metal kind of steer into instrumental lanes for a little bit in the songs is that a staple of the genre well i think it's it just kind of comes with like this the the slow the slowness of it because like as you heard in several of the songs like they let this uh the riff kind of play like for you know quite a bit they let it just sit there and breathe it's very repetitive almost yeah. but that's kind of part yeah. of it though the the sludgy slow but before the you know before the verse starts before the singing starts or something like that or in between parts and, and whatnot i think that's all kind of part of it and like let me just say dude this is one of the coolest album arts cover arts that that uh that i've seen in yeah, a dude. while dude it's dope and it's got you know it's got marijuana leaves in it and stuff like that um, so again, like that's that's why people point to Holy Mountain, perhaps as like the origin of stoner, stoner metal. Like maybe nobody called it that, but yeah, it's a cool little doodle, like yeah, a doodle, doodle art. I love know? everything about it. dude. That's one thing I miss about the '90s. You know, I think graphic design did a lot of that kind of stuff. What was the artist like the the coked out looking rat cartoon that's riding on the tiny little car he shows up in the beavis and butthead goes way movie. way before the 90s but yeah rat fink or something yeah uh that style very 90s yeah yeah rat fink 1963 q holy shit but yeah well that's exactly what i'm thinking of that style of art that style does definitely look like it you're right so yeah as as i was saying the album used the word stoner in the lyrics of two songs there's cannabis leaves on the cover. So a lot of people say that this is like one of the origins, origin points of stoner rock. So very cool. A lot of people, if they were to choose between this record and one called dope smoker, a lot of people is say that a sleep album. Yeah, it's a sleep album. That's what I'm saying. Like they don't <laughs> dope smoker. It's yeah. called dope smoker. It was originally called Jerusalem. And then they, I think they re-released it as dope smoker, but, um, a lot of people point to that one as like the best sleep record, but um, I think Sleep's Holy Mountain is considered to be more influential on later Doom bands that came out. But with uh, Dope Smoker, the, the there's a track, the track called Dope Smoker is one hour and three minutes long. Holy shit. So talk about sludging through the muddy waters, man. Yeah. And there was a kind of an experimental, they were kind of experimenting with that Doom sludgy Mm-hmm. sound so yeah. it's an hour long it's you know so anyway if you want to go on a real trip uh listen to dope smoker can you even fit an hour an hour's worth of song onto one side of a record that's a great question q probably <laughs> we're just um, aging ourselves maybe i feel like a little bit maybe um so do you have a favorite doom metal band i mean so that's the thing like i would probably point to Caius as my favorite doom metal band but Caius obviously also has the desert rock label on them and stoner rock a lot of people maybe some people would probably say that Caius isn't a doom metal band 
but there's a song yeah in particular that i think we played on the caius episode that we did that to me is a great example of a, the doom sound uh that song um demon cleaner demon cleaner by caius to me is like a perfect example of a doom the doom sound you know let's just play it real quick you That is one of my favorite riffs of all I, time, dude. Me too, of man. All time, and that's I love that. That's our boy, fucking uh, Josh Homme, dude. Homie. That's yeah, Homme, and that's what Homme does best. Anyway, but to and me, this came out in '94, so that's just two years after that Sleep record came out. Right, right. So anyway, I know that I know that Caius is primarily like a desert stoner rock band, but to yeah. me, and like like I was like I've been saying this whole time, like they all share elements, uh, similar elements to each other. So it's all under the same like umbrella and stuff. But anyway, I love it. Um, but yeah, I feel like I, I haven't really dove too deep into doom bands that are considered doom and that's all they're considered. You know what I mean? I feel like I, I listen to bands that just kind of stay in this pocket of like Desert Stone or Doom and sort of play with all of those elements, you know, like Caius. Well, yeah. I mean, it's hard. It's hard not to want to just stay in that that vibe. Yeah. Anyway. All right, man. So... That was sleep, and um, so our plan now. Our plan next week we're yeah. gonna cover a shoegaze band, shoegaze, right? Yeah. Which is yeah. fucking. I, I, I'm, I'm stoked. So we did. I, yeah, I did. Uh, shoegaze has shown up plenty of times on this podcast in what you heard's in um, maybe year end recaps and like oh yeah decade decade wrap up. And I think we've we've um, clarified this enough times. But I'll say it again. Shoegaze, dream pop, two sides of the same coin. Yeah, exactly. Another reason why it's shown up so many times in, in this podcast, it's one of our favorite genres collectively. Between the two of us, like shoegaze is one of our favorite genres for sure. Absolutely. And But for me, and I know with you as well, maybe shoegaze and dream pop is the same thing, but there's a distinct difference in my mind yeah, between the two genres. I agree, but that's... That's kind of exactly what we're talking about with stoner rock and doom metal. Yeah, yeah. They're kind of two sides of the same coin in a lot of ways, but distinct, yeah. distinct differences. So here's a question. Are we going to do a more modern contemporary shoegaze band? Or, you know, I think we should do something more contemporary, actually, because we already did an episode on My Bloody Valentine. Well, I already picked it out, remember? You already have already a band? Got, I already got one in mind, dude, yeah. Okay. So this is, I guess, contemporary. This is an album from 2007, I believe, 
But here's the deal. This is going to be more in the My Bloody Valentine arena. That's Yeah, that's fine. And that's because it's got that more like uh, wall of sound kind of heavier distortion sounding kind of feeling, which is what I wanted. I wanted to pair that with with doom metal, especially if our plan after that is to cover some doom gaze. Yeah. Yes. Because I I will tell you, I think I think doom doom gaze, which Mm -hmm. is a real thing, people, if you're not. Yeah. You don't believe us. But doom gaze. (laughs) Yeah. Does the wall of sound. But mm-hmm. but with the distortion cranked up even higher, it's metal. It's that wall of sound, uh, you know, characteristic of of shoegaze, but through a, like a metal lens, so like the drop D tuning on the or whatever tuning the guitars sure. have and shit like that. Anyway, we'll get into that later. But so the band that we're going to cover next week, um, I'm referencing that amazing shoegaze roadmap. Uh, that I brought up a couple months ago, I guess. Um, basically, it's a start here map, and it's got arrows pointing to all these different artists that kind of stem, you know, branching off all the different directions of shoegaze. My Bloody Valentine, Slow Dive, and Ride are the three bands in the middle. This band that we're covering next week, and I don't know how to pronounce this name, they're from Japan, um, Tokyo. O L O E. I L, I don't. I just O O L O wheel, wheel, wheel. It's well, yeah, it's bad. Oil. But um, they are only one artist removed from My Bloody Valentine, so they're very similar. What do you mean in, by that? In style, on on this map. Oh, on the map. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. thought you meant like one of the members no, from My Bloody no. Valentine was like in the. My bad. Yeah. No, on on this map, you don't have to go too far from My Bloody Valentine to get to. Gotcha. Specifically, this album of theirs, which is Urban Twilight. Okay. And it's only five songs on this record. I'm really excited, man. Dude, that's that's obscure, man. That's obscure, which is cool that we're doing more of a like a more obscure obscure band. Yeah, I'm excited to dive into it. Awesome. Um, so yeah, that's going to be who we cover next week. All right. So um, yeah, that was that. Just random, random, uh, random idea we had. Doom, shoegaze, doom gaze. That's actually kind of an interesting thought, dude. And I bet you there's a lot of genre pairings that we could do that with. You know what I mean? For sure, man. All right. So next week we're talking about oil or <laughs> whatever they're oil. called. That's probably, yeah. I'll, I'll figure it out, dude. I'll, I'll get the <laughs> pronunciation. It's so, man, why? Why do we do this to ourselves? It just happens, man. I don't know. If it's not a last name that we can't pronounce, it's the band name that we can't pronounce. Well, I didn't. I, I used to pronounce Josh Homme's. I'm still pronouncing it wrong. Josh Homme's name, Homie. Yeah, me too. Me too, man. Or yeah, I don't even remember how I pronounced it, but it was wrong. Yep. All right, that's that. You can find us on Twitter at No Filler Podcast, where you can uh, reach out to us, tell us what you like, what you don't like, tell us what band you want us to cover. Uh, send us a song that you've been listening to, that you've been rocking out to. We may throw it. On the end of a um, What You Heard episode, which is our monthly mixtape, if you want to call it that. It's an episode where Q and I bring five songs each to the table, and it's just nonstop tunage uh, for an hour. So our next one will be coming up in a couple weeks. Um, Anyway, that's that. Twitter, at NoFillerPodcast. And you can find us on the Pantheon Podcast Network. That is the home of podcasts for music lovers. It's nothing but 
music-related podcasts. So check them out, pantheonpodcast.com. And of course, we'd like to thank Pantheon sponsor AKG for hooking Q up with some dope-ass headphones. Yeah, I really appreciate that. Thank you for supporting the show. If you're thinking about starting your own podcast, look at the Podcaster's Essentials Kit from AKG. Yeah, it's really, it's got everything you need to start a podcast. You get a microphone, high-quality microphone, and headphones. You get Ableton Live Lite, so you can edit, mix your, your episodes. You get every literally everything you need. Yeah, it's a good deal. Um, but yeah, check that out. AKG. That's that, man. We will come at you guys next week with some shoegaze. And uh, to close us out, I thought we would play Sleep's cover of Black Sabbath's Snowblind. Nice. Which actually came out on a a Black Sabbath tribute record. Here's the thing about Sabbath, dude. Um, record labels have been putting together comp- like metal record labels. This is a thing that's been going on for a long time. They will they will have their artists do a cover of a Sabbath song and it'll go on to a compilation record. I actually brought, remember, for our year-end recap episodes, I brought a band that did um, a cover of uh, Sleeping Village. And that was another uh, metal record label called Third Eye Records, I think, uh, that, that uh, put out a Black Sabbath tribute. So anyway, it's just funny because this came out in like 95 or something like that, this tribute. It must anyway. feel good to be Sabbath, man. Well, that's what I'm saying. Everybody wants to pay all these you gotta years. Pay, yeah, you got to pay tribute to the fucking the fathers, man. You know. Yeah. All right. So here is Sleep covering Black Sabbath's Snowblind to take us out, and we will talk to you guys next week. My name is Travis, and I'm Quentin, and we'll talk to you all next week. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.